You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hi, kids. Welcome in. I'm going to just take it for granted that we have all managed to survive Election Day. We may not end up surviving the election, but we have survived Election Day. I'm Randy Renner. And I am Jeremy Griffin. And we are ready for another edition of Scatter Shooting, where we talk about anything. And everything. Worldly and otherworldly. We can do it. We can do the uh, in tandem there if you want. I like it. I like that too. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, and it has been uh, uh, since our the last time we did this live, there's certainly been a lot of things going on, not the least of which politics, the election, that sort of thing. And then the massive freakish uh, ice storm. First time we've had something like that while the leaves were still on the trees yeah. basically both the national weather service and oklahoma city and in tulsa said it was the the earliest they had ever uh sent out an ice storm warning by mm-hmm. about six to seven weeks and it was devastating and still is for some people though we at my office today we finally got main power back but i have several friends who have been without power at their homes since a week ago monday yeah we never lost power really that's right we are magical here at the sgn studios that is truly amazing although i i also know people who, who either didn't lose power at all at their house and most of those are folks who have live in neighborhoods where the electric lines are buried and so aren't affected when a you know a tree falls or you know whatever uh but uh you know i know some that had it bump was off for a couple hours and then uh and then came back and they never lost it again and then others who lost it on monday and still don't still don't have have it back. back yeah uh yeah we i mean i literally had it flicker for like no more than 90 seconds and it was out but we have podcasts record we can't have no power outages. That's good. That's good. And then, of course, um, the election, which uh, is still Oh, I forgot undecided. about the election. Did you? I've tried to forget about it, but yeah. you know, no. It's uh, And it's one of those. You know what? It amazes me how wrong some of the pollsters and pundits have been, even after 2016, when they were totally wrong. And the same thing basically has happened this time again. Yes. Yeah, it played out. I watched it till about what ten o'clock Central Time, and it was all 2016 all over again. And I got up this morning, pretty much assuming we wouldn't have a definitive anything, and here we are. At this time today, we still don't have. Although it looks like it's looking more and more like President Trump is going to end up winning Georgia, uh, but it looks like uh, Joe Biden has won Wisconsin. And I believe President Trump and his team are going to ask for a recount because the margin, last I saw, was only 21,000 votes, mm. which is pretty small a in, thin, the, grand scheme of in the grand scheme of things. However, when it comes to recounts, it's pretty huge mm. when you're because a lot of times in these sorts of things, you'll wind up maybe changing 150 yeah it's in the hundreds right. generally rather than the thousands so maybe maybe five six hundred mm. and there'll probably w- would be some changes both directions sure. you know it's not like all of them are going to be biden votes that become trump votes or vice versa it'll be you know somewhere in in between but when the margin is twenty one thousand, a difference even of several thousand right you know five six seven eight i mean that's still not going to not going to change the outcome in that state and michigan has still been too close to call but uh, uh but that's really narrow also and uh, and when i was driving over you know they had uh, several people in, including fox had called uh, arizona for joe biden last night, last night. but that that number's getting smaller and smaller and fox Still at uh, this hour has it called for Joe Biden, but uh, ABC, which also called it for Biden, has now dropped that, and mm. they put that put Arizona back in play, hmm. and uh, the Republicans continue to maintain confidence that they will 
in fact, end up with Arizona. So that would, in effect, take 11 electoral votes away from Joe Biden and put it, it put those into the uh, Trump uh, column. And it looks like he's going to win North Carolina. He's already won Ohio and Pennsylvania. Who knows? Yeah, last time he was gonna up go. half a million. Well, there's a, there are a lot of votes that have not been uh, counted, and it looks like it's going to be probably the end of the week, maybe, before those votes are counted because of that wacko uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruling, which the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, and, and you know, it's one of those things where these justices, they are, they're not, when you're a justice of a Supreme Court, you're not supposed to make law and apparently that's what the pennsylvania supreme court did wow because as the election laws are written in pennsylvania they're not written the way the supreme court has now said they're they're going to be which is that the uh, mail-in ballots will be accepted up to three days after the election they do not have to have a postmark and the thing that i really (laughs) Find wow. amazing the signature that's on the the voter registration and the signature that's on the mail-in ballot do not have to match they don't have to match no so like oh. for instance okay if i were doing a mail-in ballot that had your name on it yeah i could just scribble something down or just kind of you know write jeremy griffin and they could look at the signature, your real signature, and the signature that's on the ballot. And they're looking at it, and they're like, hmm, that doesn't really look, ah, it's a match. Wow. And so, and that just, that amazes me. Because if they don't have to have a postmark, and they can be accepted three days after the election yeah. and the signatures don't have to match i mean you literally can just sit back there with mallets and yeah do what you need to do i mean i mean you know that's me but i mean you know what do i know i'm it just feels a, like i'm just a hick from southern oklahoma well that's true but it seems to me that that leaves it open to yeah some, uh, I th- you know you look at something like that you would you would think that's going to go to the supreme court and i mean it kind of has to you're talking about a national election here I, I would think. <clears throat> right, and, to the United States Supreme Court, yes. Right, to the United States Supreme Court. And even before Amy Comey Barrett, I think at some point you'd have to look at it and go, yeah, but I mean, at least postmarked. Like, postmarked by Election Day. Like, that has to be a thing. Because of exactly well, I, your and point. I, well, like, I, I believe in Pennsylvania election law. That's the way it is. Yeah. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court basically said, you know what? We, nah. So here's, we're, we're going to do it this way. And, and and what I hear from people is that's voter suppression when you say it has to be postmarked. It's voter suppression when it has to have, you know, your actual signature on it. This is the thing that just blows my mind. Because there's nothing about that is voter suppression. Who didn't know we had an election coming up? If a person procrastinates to the point that they don't have a postmark in, if they have somebody else fill out the ballot, which is fundamentally illegal in the first place, it doesn't get counted. Yeah, I don't. I don't even. See. I don't care who it's for. You can't. You can't count that. And and plus the, the voter suppression if the signatures don't match. I, I exactly. Mean, that's called no. That's suppressing voter fraud. That's what that's it's doing. Right. Suppressing voter fraud. Because, and that's fine. I mean, generally, <laughs> it's good. Generally, when I sign my name, my signature is pretty much always the same. I mean, yeah. obviously, there's maybe a slight variation, but I mean, it's not. You're not going to be looking at it like, oh, wait a minute, here is this. You know, it's going to be pretty easy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the, that's his signature. And so I, I just, I you know, it, it kind of boggles the mind. Yeah, but it is 2020. And, it is 2020. Uh, so, you know, there are a lot still hanging in the balance, but it does look like that uh, the Democrats will maintain control of the House, although they've lost a bunch of seats. Oh, wow. You know, there were projections that they would gain 15 to 20 seats. It looks like right now they were, they're going to end up losing 
probably somewhere in the double digits instead of gaining 15 to 20. And depending upon how some still contested races are, they could lose as many as 15 or 20. Hmm. And a lot of people are blaming that on Nancy Pelosi, which I think is probably a... That's fair. Right. Because, (laughs) you know, she refused to make a deal on the the, uh, $1,200 check for people who are suffering and, you know, and need the extra money for COVID relief and various other things. And of course, the the Democrats will say, "Mugging Pelosi's ball, Republicans will agree with us." Yes, that to a certain extent is correct, but that neither would the Democrats. But both parties, as we all know, have certain red line issues that they are not going. They're not going to cross that line and and do this or that, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. You know, right. it's not. And both sides know where the red lines are. However, with, you know, the, the bills that were, that were up there for COVID relief, there were several categories where there was agreement Hmm. and the, but Pelosi refused to set, to, to make those individual deals. You know, it's all or nothing. And so a lot of people in some of those, Democrat district said, you know what, you know, you're screwing us out of money here. Yeah. You know, we, you're not throwing a lifeline to us and we need something. Yeah. So quit playing politics. And so they voted out the Democrat and put in and put in a Republican. And it looks like now, although there are still, you know, a couple of contestancies, but it looks like the Republicans will hold on to the Senate. Lindsey Graham, one in South Carolina. A lot of folks thought that he would lose. He actually won by a big margin. Hmm. Mitch McConnell won re-election. We'll see if he's, it looks like he'll still be the majority leader. We'll see. He may end up being the minority leader. But uh, if the Republicans keep the Senate and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris win the presidency, all of the talk about a sharp turn to the left with some of these programs not going to happen because the Republicans in the Senate can put up a big roadblock. So that's good news for instance, the energy industry here in Oklahoma and Texas and Pennsylvania and California and various other places. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's not going to happen. And you won't see, uh, you know, when, when Joe Biden, if, if they get elected, tries to raise uh, taxes and uh, destroy the Trump uh, tax cuts, that's probably not going to happen. So I think overall that's that's good news. Yeah. Because to me, the most important situation wasn't who was going to be elected president. It's who was going to control the Senate. Mm-hmm. And it looks like that will stay in Republican hands. You know, it. you look at all of what's, Man, there's so many levels to all this. The division in the country is just off the charts. Right. I mean, it is truly, you know, when you look at the numbers, uh, you know, there's a couple of things where where you look at. I mean, really, it is a very, very, as far as the popular vote is concerned, and it looks like as far as the electoral vote is going to be, it is going to be extremely close. Mm -hmm. And so there is about a 50-50 divide within the country. And a lot of that division is urban versus rural. Because when you look right. at the county breakdowns of where the, the votes are, you look at some of these states and except for urban areas, the map is completely red. Right. And there will be a couple of blue counties, you know, inside a, an urban area. You know, I was looking at Texas Mm-hmm. And uh, Houston was blue. El Paso was blue. Austin, San Antonio, blue. Dallas, blue. Fort Worth, red. Yeah. And base, and then uh, some areas uh, down in the uh, Rio Grande Valley, blue. But not every county in the Rio Grande Valley or along the Mexican border. Not every county, blue. And the rest of Texas, red. Mm. And that's the way. And in Pennsylvania, most of that state is red, except for Philadelphia and pittsburgh yeah i like that scranton went red 
R- right, Scranton. Yes, that needs to, the whole country needs to understand. The hometown of Joe Biden did not vote for Joe Biden. Right. Well, you know, Joe likes to claim Scranton. People in Scranton are probably yeah, going. He's really you a know, Delaware kid. Hometown. He moved out here when he was a kid. Seven. He's a Delaware guy. <laughs> right. He had the audacity when he was in Philly talking about the Philadelphia Eagles and saying he was wearing, he had his Philadelphia Eagle jacket on. He actually had a jacket for the Delaware Blue Hens. <laughs> so I'm like, really? And they're probably, people in Scranton are probably going, you know, there's a difference. Right. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> I've made the uh, uh, claim that we are in a cold civil war, have been in a cold civil war for a couple of years. And uh, it's, that, it's getting a little hotter. Though. Well, I was going to say, I, <laughs> I've been counting down the days. Everybody's counting down to election. I'm counting down to the start of the hot civil war. I think right now is the calm before the storm. Um, we're all just kind of sitting here waiting, but kind of no matter which way it goes. I, I first, I want to get your take on this. I think that if, if Biden wins that the right, the conservatives are not going to be, uh, as aggressive. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to fire up and just go, all right, that's it. We're going to do this. Now, if it becomes this massive legal battle and there's lots of accusation and, you know, reasonable proof of actual voter fraud in the deciding uh, states, then that may change. But I do think if Trump comes out with the win, forget it. The country just. Well, I, I think, uh, you know, there, we already had protests in Washington, D.C. and some areas when the, uh, you know, the election hasn't even been decided. And there were some people going, you know, what, what, what are they protesting? We haven't, we don't have any final results yet. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I would say that uh, any kind of Trump uh, victory, there will be uh, anarchy in some streets uh, and uh, a Biden win. I, I think obviously President Trump is, has already asked for a recount in Wisconsin. There are already lawsuits in the works in uh, Pennsylvania for problems that they've had with ballots and over their state Supreme Court uh, decision right so there's going to be problems there so there'll, there'll be protests there one thing i'm kind of interested in is not just the reaction of people but the reaction what's going to go, happen in congress mm. you know we saw as uh the four the basically the entire four years of trump's presidency the Democrats have done basically every single thing they could do to get him out of office. Right. Well, I just wonder what may happen if Biden wins Mm. because there is, and many people may not even realize this because the mainstream national media has pretty much ignored it. This whole Hunter Biden thing with the Chinese and uh, all of this, which has much more, documentation and a credible witness than anything about Russia collusion with the Trump uh, people ever had. I mean, most of that was all totally made up, but uh, here we have a guy who was the CEO of this outfit who is not some guy. I I mean, he is well known uh, in the financial communities. He's made a lot of money. He's done a lot of things. uh, And he, basically just decided that uh, and the, the Bidens asked him in on this to run this thing they were doing. He thought everything was on the up and up, but the more he got into it, he was like, there's something not quite right here. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then he ended up uh, as things started to develop and certain things started to leak that uh, this was going on. Is then this the, Lewandowski? That we're talking about that Bobolinsky, uh, uh, Bobolinsky, and uh, as things started to leak, you know the Bidens were talking about down to him and saying, uh, and there were allegations that he was involved in this scheme, that he was a traitor to the United States, and all like this. And that's when he said, "Whoa, wait just a minute here." And he has all this documentation, all these text messages and all like this. So it'll be interesting to see what the Republican controlled Senate, if they start uh, doing what 
the Democrat-controlled House did all during the Trump administration. If they're going right. to start investigations, if there's going to be a special prosecutor, if there's you know anything like this, because if Biden is elected president, you you really have the kind of the same sort of thing, except this appears to be a real deal, right. as opposed to something that was faked and made up. Yeah. In in the other situation, you know, I, I look at that and. You know, I go back to my, my particular stance was that, um, you know, after not many people deny this is the really crazy part. Uh, most people don't deny that the Biden's got some senility happening, right? That he is not as sharp as he was a year ago. I would say that a year ago he would have worn a Philadelphia Eagles jacket rather than a Delaware Blue <laughs> Hens uh, jacket to that rally in Philly. Right, right. That's my guess. Yeah. So he... He was sharper than he is today. Um, And I think the reality of all that is, you know, you look at what Pelosi was talking about with the amendment to where, you know, the president's on the Yeah. That whole deal. Yeah. So, and I believe if I'm not mistaken, she actually brought up at one point that it was not for, um, it was for future presidents when she was talked about why they were exploring it or whatever. So here's my thing. I fully believe that the intent was for Kamala to get in. That's why the progressives did what they did, because she's full-on progressive. So I think Biden will be found to be unfit, and the backup plan is the Hunter Biden issue. So either way, Biden will not stay president for very long. Kamala will become president, and Nancy Pelosi might move into the VP seat. Um. Or stay where she's at because boy, that's a doomsday. Well, you know, really, she's probably she's more, more valuable, valuable where she's at. Where she's at, right? Yeah, but but ultimately, and you know, maybe Kamala she'll uh, pick old Bernie. Bernie, <laughs> absolutely. And I think that's the thing. You know, it's the only thing that makes sense to me because well, I, I, would I don't be, understand how you can put Biden in. I don't know how so many people in this country can vote for Biden after he just doesn't have the ability to to communicate with his words. And I, I, you know, I, I would be shocked, quite frankly, uh, if Biden Harris wins the the uh, election. I would be shocked if Joe Biden is still the president a year from now. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think it'll happen before then, and and whether it's him saying, you know, just coming out and saying, you know, I thought that I could handle this situation, but. I'm I am having problems and I believe it's time for me to resign or whether they go to the 25th amendment and right. do it the hard way uh, which I I would guess they're going to try to do it the easy way just have Joe resign but uh you know I would I would guess that they would do it they would not hesitate to do it the hard way but the interesting thing again is uh, the Republicans, if they maintain control of the Senate, that it really may not matter. Yeah. And uh, and and somebody was talking today that uh, that with the Republicans' control of the Senate, Joe Biden, because people are wondering that some of what is on the agenda for some of the Democrats, especially AOC and the squad, mm-hmm. that he really, you have to wonder if he really, truly, in his heart of hearts, actually agrees with that, or if he was just going along to get along. Right. And if the if the Democrats controlled the Senate coming out of this election with Democrats in the White House, the U.S. House, and the U.S. Senate, it would be very, very difficult for Biden to stop that train. Right. You know, I mean, and and if that were the case, then I think they definitely would use the 25th Amendment to railroad him out of office so they could bring somebody in, Kamala Harris, obviously, who would have no trouble driving that train. Yeah. You know, where Joe may have some qualms about this. Well, now... With the Republicans in control of the Senate, presumably, unless something changes, then Joe has, he's got some cover Mm -hmm. there. Because even if they want to try and push this, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. 
So. so what you're saying is that Washington remains a place where nothing happens. Yes, and in uh, and in this and right case, now, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yes. Now, obviously, some people are you know uh, for for at least fifty percent of the nation, it's a good thing. It's uh, right, and and you know, really, I think the other fifty percent, there's probably at least twenty five percent of yeah. that group that really don't understand what they were saying yes to. Mm-hmm. You know, because some of the agenda sounds really good. Well, yeah. Sounds great. But you know the old saying, the devil's in the details. Right. And the details would end up raising a lot of people's taxes. Yeah. Even people who can't afford that would, would you know, if the, you know, the whole bit about the uh, energy uh, industry would destroy that. Unemployment would go up. Harold Hamm, who's from Oklahoma, the head of Continental resources was asked about this the other day and he said if biden won the presidency and the democrats took over the senate and they pushed through uh, all of this on ending fracking ending uh, the uh, the various things that uh, are designed to help the uh, energy uh, sector through the federal government get them off of uh, no more drilling on uh, federal lands uh, no more tax incentives to do this or that, uh, ending the or cutting by half the uh, number of gasoline-powered cars that are manufactured by 2025 is the a bill that's in the U.S. House. Hmm. By 2025, not 2035, but by 2035, eliminating it altogether. Yeah. And so that would, Harold Hamm said, with, with some of those constraints on the oil industry, he said, it's, it's a double-edged sword for me as the, uh, the guy that, that runs Continental Resources. It'll be great for me hmm. because uh, the price of oil will skyrocket again and the price of gasoline will skyrocket he forecasted that, uh, you know, right now the price of gas, I filled up earlier today for, I think I paid a dollar 63 a gallon. Hmm. He said that it would go to at least $4 a gallon and could very well get as high as $6 a gallon. Wow. That so sounds people, awesome. So people who don't make much money, right. They're getting a break right now on a dollar 63 a gallon gas. Mm-hmm. Nobody's getting a break at $6 a gallon. Right. Especially people who don't have the kind of income that that other people do right and so that and that was the thing with harold ham he said i'm I, I stand to make probably a lot of money however it is going to cripple the economy because if if gasoline all of a sudden let's just say it goes to four dollars a gallon well a lot of people are going to struggle paying that some sure. won't even be able to pay six dollars well, a gallon matter, but it's because not, the, com- the, the country will be shut down and people will be at home anyway well that's true that is true but think about everything else mm. you know that that runs on gasoline and everything diesel well and just, not only just runs the trucks, on, just deliveries right, deliveries to places like walmart where right now you know things are relatively affordable if all of a sudden the price of gas and diesel jumps right. way up and let's say it at least doubles more than likely triples maybe in some areas quadruples, well, then guess what? Everything is going to trickle down. The prices for every single thing that you buy will go up. Everything. And and maybe, yes. Everything. Everything. See, this is the fundamental problem with uh, with the overall approach to... It's funny to me. When I look at the left, I think of... The first thing that comes to mind is environmental stuff, right? Sure. Global warming. Right. And when I think about that, I think they're playing the long game, right? They're all about, you know, what happens 25, 35, 50, 100 years from now. Meanwhile, every single other thing they think about is all about right now, right? It's it's what do we do right now to get more money in your pocket, to get rid of your debt, to do... Dude, the long game is the problem. It, it It's somebody handing you... um. They're saying, hey, give me your $20 bill and I will give you five $1 bills. 
That's what they're doing. They're trying to, to try to pull because you're getting five of these. I mean, they're literally putting money in one pocket and pulling out twice as much out of the other pocket. And nobody's doing the math on that. When I say nobody, I mean, the general citizenry just says, yeah, get me out of debt. But to the to that whole point with uh, with the price of fuel and, and subsequent stuff, you're, you're going to help the the poor by giving them more money through tax breaks, through whatever, and raise the cost of living by three or four times what it is right now, that's not going to help anybody. Right. That's going to bankrupt. Right. Exactly. And so why everybody is all fired up about that. And and how many people who, how many people who are driving, let's say a 10 year old car right now, because, Hey, a 10 year old car, more than likely you're not paying car payments on it anymore. Right. And the reason you don't have a new one is guess what? It's working. The old one's working. (laughs) The old one's working. And you can't afford to buy a new one. Right. Because the difference in not having car payments, well, you know, that's going to groceries. That's Mm -hmm. going to daycare, whatever else. And your margin is not great enough to be able to add in another $200 a month or $300 a month or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then you throw in, you know, the price of gas and, and all like that. And then you throw in the the extra price that food will be when gasoline gets like that. You can't, uh, and you know, and the, and the other thing is if they were, and you know, this is not going to happen if the Democrats maintain control of the Senate, uh, Biden and Harris both said, you know, they're not going to raise taxes on people who make less than $400,000. But they also said, you know, Biden has said on day one, He'll sign an executive order that ends the Trump tax cuts. Right. Well, in in that sort of situation, you can't go in and pick and choose. Right. You, you can't say, okay, well, we're going to eliminate this, and we're going to. So the same reason Trump that. can't get rid of Obamacare without causing people to lose their insurance. Right. You got to replace it. If yeah. you're if you're going to sign an executive order, you get rid of all of it. And so what that means, if you're going to do that, which is the only way that he can do it, mm-hmm. then guess what? Yes. The taxes are going to go up on the rich, but they're also going to go up on everybody else right. because everybody got a tax cut. And so if you're going to get rid of that, what happens? Everybody ends up with a raise in taxes. Mm. And, you know, and, and and some of the things that you, you don't, the mainstream media hasn't called any attention to any of this. So most people who are blithely going along watching NBC or whatever, they don't even, they're not even aware of it. No. And they won't be. It'll just be like, what? And then when their taxes go up and their cost of living goes up, then what will happen? You see what happened under Trump? We, we're we having to do all of it because every administration blames the one before right. for any bad stuff. Right. I don't know, man. Whole country's broke, dude. So, yeah, it's going to be. I mean, financially as well now, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Could I certainly know. be. So, yeah, you know, we're we're heading into a. A difficult uh, time and a and really you know kind of a a scary time to be yeah. to be quite honest because you don't really know what exactly is going to happen. What but is I, your what is your thoughts on me talking about civil war? What do you think about that? Well, I think in some areas it's already happening. You know, when you see things like what we've seen with the <clears throat> peaceful protests where buildings are burned down, and you don't have to say that it's called riots, killed and, uh, and all like that. <laughs> That's going on right now. Yeah. And uh, I, I I think that um, we are going to have more of that. Mm. And I can't, you know, it'll be interesting to see. My guess is it's going to continue probably no matter who the president is. Because even if Biden and Harris win the presidency, you know, they're going to try and push through some things. But the Republican Senate will stop it. So that'll cause riots. Yeah. If Trump maintains the presidency, well, that in in and of itself will cause riots. Right. And so I I don't really see it getting any better. Hmm. I I think that's going to, I think that's going to uh, continue. So what do you, uh, what do you think we do? What's going on? What's going to happen? Give me your. I hear uh, Tahiti's really nice. Yeah. uh, All year round. I mean, you know, as long as you like uh, summertime and, uh, Ocean waves. I hate both of what you just said. Actually, I okay, like ocean well then, waves. The Tahiti wouldn't be so uh, good for you. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I've grown to like summer a bit more. 
It's weird. Most of my life, I've enjoyed the fall. That's my favorite time, like right now. And it's my favorite time, too, except for that uh, week and a half that we... You know, and it, that was it's weird. Yeah, and it's one of those things, man, where it was... I mean, all you can blame is 2020. Right. Because it was a freakish combination that just killed us. Because think about this. Before the ice storm, what was going on? It was weather like it is today. Right. It was warm for this time of year, and it was dry. Mm-hmm. You know, we hadn't even had so much as a sprinkle in some places for like three weeks. Right. And we hadn't had any real cold temperatures. You know, it finally would start to cool off a little bit in the evening. But a lot of times during the day, we were in the 60s, 70s, sometimes in the 80s. Remember, there were a couple of days before the ice storm, we were up around 90. Yeah. Uh, and then the lows would be in the 60s, something like that. Well, for that one, that one little stretch mm. there, we had all this moisture come in and we had the the doors to the Arctic swung open and down came the cold air at the exact same time when all this moisture came in. Mm. And we ended up and they collided you know, right here over Oklahoma. Oh, right. And so we got all of this rain, you know, some places, some places in, in Oklahoma, I saw, you know, six, seven inches in Eastern Oklahoma, God. every single mesonet site received at least a half inch of rain in Oklahoma. And many of them, probably most of them got at least two inches. Hmm. And at the same time, we were right around freezing. Some places were well below freezing. And here we were at that at that time of year, the leaves were still on the trees. And for the most part, we were in full foliage. And so you had all this extra surface area mm-hmm. for the ice to cling to. Normally, when we have ice storms, the trees are bare for the most right. part. And so there was just on the branches. And sometimes that's obviously bad enough. But when you have all the foliage on there, mm-hmm. then the weight that's pulling on those trees is going to be double, maybe three times what it normally is. And we also had wind with that as well. So we had every single thing going on there. The only thing that was fortunate was that it had been so warm, the ground temperature, the ground temperature last Monday was like 60 degrees. Mm. So when it started, you know, most of the roads, some out in Western Oklahoma, Northwestern Oklahoma got pretty slick. And there were a couple areas here in the city that had some problems, but for the most part, here in the Oklahoma City and, and around much of Oklahoma, we didn't have a whole lot of driving problems, but we had all kinds of problems with trees falling into power lines and, right. and power lines going down and, and all that kind and of stuff. And how many people are still without power? Well, I haven't seen the, uh, I mean, uh, as of uh, this morning, I believe there was still like, uh, uh, you know, around 100,000, maybe a little less than 100,000, but that like 320,000. Like of the metro. Well, 320, that's just with OG&E. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I think they had said they had restored power to 320,000 customers. Wow. But still had another seventy-five to 100,000 to go. And that's just, just OG&E. PSO and rural cooperatives also had significant damage in those areas. And then, you know, we have those Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when it was cloudy and rainy and off and on freezing rain. And then Thursday... It was cloudy in the morning, and then by the afternoon, it was sunny. And by the weekend, we were back up into the 60s. Right. And here this week, you know, we've been mostly in the 70s, sunshine, and for the next 10 days, hmm. the forecast basically is 60s and 70s during the daytime, 40s and 50s at night, and no rain. Perfect. So we hit that for those couple of days. They, they was just hit at the wrong time. If we'd have had... The cold weather, just that, it would have been fine. Or just the rain Mm -hmm. would have been fine. But here for a stretch of probably a month or six weeks where the weather was perfect, Mm -hmm. and then we had a stretch of two days when it was horrific Mm. and everything combined at just exactly the wrong time. I mean, to me, that's a little, that's just... It's 2020. 2020. Yeah, that's what it is. But you know what? When life gives you ice storms, you make firewood 
That's, okay. Have you not heard that adage? No, I've not uh, heard yeah. that. No, it's very popular. It's weird that you have. You, you might know, want to stow that away for future use. And there is a lot of there are a lot of people that have really been able to stock up on uh, firewood. And uh, guys that have chainsaws have made a killing. Mm. Uh, and I uh, need to be that know. guy who's made a killing. I bought my chainsaw, so I was about two hours too late getting to Lowe's because I've got this uh, Ryobi forty volt system for my lawn, and I thought, oh, I wonder if they make a chainsaw. They do a 40 volt chainsaw. So I went to go buy it It said it had one in stock, but it did not. <laughs> so, well, probably somebody else got there right oh, before I mean, you and surely snagged it. So I bought, uh, so I bought it online and it got delivered. Um, and then I had to go to Texas, uh, for one day, drove down, came back the same day. And so I was there. I thought, you know what? I should probably buy some bar oil and right. the stuff i need because, because they where you were in texas they didn't have the exactly. situation that what we had up here so i went to my local tractor supply probably a little better a little better stocked than uh, what we were up yeah, here i bought a lot of it i probably i'm going to sell it in little like one ounce section oh, segments to people if, any, if you're looking for some <laughs> bar and chain oil i've got plenty so yeah i got my chainsaw and uh as you probably saw my tree out front as you came in it, yeah just like most trees in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're so, all uh, they're all uh, on the uh, on yeah. the curb now. But I've set up my second wood uh, wood rack in the backyard, and it's full, all with just storm damaged trees, and yeah. and pretty much all my trees. Yeah. Which I have one. I have one tree. My neighbor has one big tree, and that's where like half of my stuff came from. Was my neighbor's tree falling into my yard? Um. And then mine out front. So got a good friend in Africa who's an arborist, which I didn't know that about him, but he, uh, he's from here originally, but he lives in Africa four out of five years doing mission work. And he, he told me how to take care of my tree. So I'm super excited. It involves plaster and cellophane. Yeah. Really? Yes. In order to fix damage from the ice storm. Yes. To keep, so you go in, you got to wrap it in, you wrap the tree, like where, and I'll show you, nobody out there and uh, listening to this podcast is going to know what I'm talking about, but that big wound in the front, you you can wrap that with cellophane and then you pour in the plaster and that keeps moisture. What happens is that if it gets wet, water gets in that area, it freezes, thaws, freezes, oh, thaws, right. rots out that tree from the inside. But if you use plaster, it'll fall away. And if you can bring it in, basically an inch in um and then he sent me another product that's like a wax and you can coat it and it will regrow the bark right all over that and solve everything i mean you know it doesn't happen in a week but pretty crazy. wow i know right you know that's something that probably i would guess a lot of people would be interested in i would think so you want to i mean i don't that's it you've got all my data <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a longer list of things, but it's to my specific tree, but making sure that you have, well, here's, a, here's some just tips that he gave me to just make sure all your cuts are clean. So if you have broken parts, just cut them off below the broken part. So it's a good clean cut. Um, and then, um, when you like next year after the last freeze, uh, before the spring, you go in and cut down your long branches, by about well, for my in my tree's case, it's about five feet off of the the big long ones, and then that encourages growth to fill in the spots that had broke. Okay. So yeah, I'm in it for the long haul. Hopefully, five years from now, it'll look like a normal tree again. It's really not bad now that I cut everything away. It doesn't look terrible. It just looks like somebody fired a massive cannon right through the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I said, not too bad. It's a, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it's really, you know, I was driving around the other day and uh, one thing it reminded me of when in, because I was in my own uh, neighborhood and there were a lot of big trees and uh, that were kind of shaved off at the top. And, and when you were kind of, when I was lo- kind of looking out over it, it, you know what it reminded me of when mm. I was just looking at stuff? Tornado damage. Yes. From a small, thing. you know, like an Spin EF, thing. yes, yes, an EF zero or one of those gust nados or one that, you know, hasn't, you know, is just kind of skimming across the tops of trees that it doesn't really do any damage to structures, mm-hmm. but especially for the 
you know, the taller trees, it'll shear, kind of shear the tops off and will cause damage and break uh, branches and stuff like that. And I was looking at that and I was like, man, that really reminds. And the other thing I think that that helped that perception, all the leaves. Right. You know, you don't typically have a tornado in the dead of winter when, mm-hmm. although we have had them we in have. Oklahoma. I mean, it's <laughs> right. Oklahoma. But, you know, you, because usually when you see that, you know, there are still leaves on the trees and, and that's the way it was, you know, with this. Right. But a lot of the tops were sheared off and branches were down and when you kind of looked out over it i, I just kind of got wow that looks exactly like mm-hmm. what i've seen from like an ef zero tornado or one of those kind of gust nados that'll that'll come up on the leading edge of a powerful thunderstorm right i thought the same thing man i looked i was driving through my in-laws neighborhood and you're just like wow everybody's cleaning up you know just that feel of everyone just having to pick up after right after the mess oh excuse me and you know, I look at what my in-laws had just have to go through, man. It's, I felt so bad for what went on with them. Cause they spent, I don't know, felt like a month. Maybe it was a month or more away from their house and COVID recovery going through that process. Right, yeah. They get back, um, on a Friday that following week was when the ice storm hit. They had all of their, um, they made it through okay. I mean, lots of tree damage like everybody else, but they kept their power on until Tuesday uh, after everything was done. I think it was Tuesday. Anyway, it was after a full day after everything was kind of calmed down. Then they lost power up until a couple of days ago. <laughs> and, and I'm like, golly. So we and went over know, and, you know. There are a lot of people that are in that situation. Right. And plus, you know, you think about all the, you know, people who are having a difficult time you know maybe they've been laid off their job or maybe you know they're trying to do zoom calls and stuff like that well all of a sudden they have no power and then it's out for you know it ends up being out for at least a week for most people some like i said are still out here a week and a half after the storm Mm -hmm. they've had to get rid of basically unless they were able to get out and get a generator all the food that they had uh perishable items is ruined Right. You know, in their refrigerator or freezer, they have to get rid of all of that. All the businesses, all the restaurants mm-hmm. that struggled through the COVID situation, and then all of a sudden, boom, they're out of power. Well, depending upon their individual situation, some were able to get generators, some weren't. Yeah. And uh, so in some of those, they've had to, they've lost all of their inventory. Right. They've had to get rid of it. And so you just think about all of the, financial hardship and things of that nature that people have had to go through this year for, you know, various things. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, man, man, I, you know, I know people can't wait to get to the end of 2020, but you just have to wonder, Mm -hmm. you know, I, things probably aren't going to be all, uh, you know, roses and sunshine in 2020. I know. I keep trying to tell people that a little side note. Um, if my wife is listening to this podcast right now, I would like Mandarin uh, Chinese food tonight for dinner. When you were talking about the restaurants being closed during COVID, that one affected me a great deal. (laughs) Love that Chinese restaurant endorsements. Okay. All right. Um, I have so many pending endorsements now. It's not even funny across all my podcasts. I don't know. I haven't talked to any of these folks, but when I talk about their products, I feel like maybe they'll endorse what we're doing. Or, you know, whatever. So, or, you know, they, they, or they'll say, stop it. <laughs> right. Or, or, you know, they'll, they'll just be like, Hey, if, if you guys want to talk about our uh, product, maybe they'll just, you know, ship us. Some. I, that'd be fantastic. Uh, anybody who is listening, uh, we're open to that. Um, we don't have a PO box, but I'll get you a good, good address. Okay. Um, so my question to you is, this is something I find intriguing. So when I worked at uh, clear channel radio, I remember our engineer taking me through the building, showing me different things, which for me was like a field trip, really fascinating. But I remember seeing this big battery room where it was basically emergency power because as a part of, you know, being a radio and with, I don't know all the ins and outs, but essentially you're part of the emergency broadcast system. So if a nationwide emergency happens, those radio stations need to continue to transmit. So you have generators, you have battery rooms, the transmitters offsite have all those things. So I just want to talk a little bit about what went went on for you guys at 
the radio station because you just got power back today after two weeks, right? Well, uh, y- y- yes. Technically. But uh, our offices are at uh, 50 Penn Place in Oklahoma City, a 16-story building. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our own generator to provide power to the studios and, uh, you know, the transmission, you know, that, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. The building has its own generator, which powered things like the elevators, uh, the gates, the, uh, lights in the hallways, Mm -hmm. the water to fill the toilets and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Well, on, uh, the radio station's generator has been running the whole time. Right. And has not had... Which is pretty awesome. Right. And they brought a guy in and he looked at it and said, everything looks good. And they topped off the tanks and, uh, you know, mechanically, everything's working fine with it. Shouldn't have any issues. And we haven't. The building's generator, main power from OG&E went out on Monday. And the building's generator went out on Tuesday. <laughs> and uh, up until, let's see, was it yesterday? It was sometime, I guess, early yesterday when they finally brought in, when the building brought in a generator to provide enough power to get one elevator working and get some hall lights on and things like that. Mm. So, yes, we were able to maintain, for the most part, what we were doing, especially with the local stations. So yesterday we, is when the elevator came back, right? Uh, yeah, when the generator hooked up, the elevator worked in the morning, then it stopped working, and then they rehooked some things, and it worked again. And then, and then today, and about, what floor? Just real quick, what floor are you on? Well, I eleven and twelve. 11. Most mostly it's twelve. Yeah, so you had to so, climb up twelve flights, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, the stair, the lights in the stairwell also failed in the <laughs> building generator. So, and it, and it's it's really freaky when you walk into a high rise building, yeah. that is completely dark. Yeah, I mean, if it weren't for you know a flashlight or or your phone, you literally could not see the hand in front of your face. Wow! And when you're walking. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was, it's okay for part of it, but, but, but when you get in that stairwell yeah, and it's dark and you hear strange noises and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little freaky. Yeah, man. And plus, you know, old fat men like me are really not designed to climb 12 <laughs> flights of stairs. But good uh, on you for aren't. doing it. But you know, yeah, I mean, I was getting some good exercise there. No doubt. But uh, we were all very happy when the elevator started to work. And then yeah. this morning, I'm sitting there doing some things, and about uh, 9.30, 10 o'clock, all of a sudden, the hallway lights came on, the printer sprang to life, and a few other things started working. It was either close encounters like, of the third kind, oh, right, or yes. you had power. <laughs> yes, and I ran out of the office and into the hallway, and there were people, There's a there's a... Where, where I am up on 12, we share the floor with a couple of law offices. And there were people in the law office next door who I could hear applauding. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, yeah. Wow. And uh, the lights came back on in the toilet. The restrooms, which actually was not really a good thing. Oh. It was much better walking in there when you couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, because the, the lights made it, oh, yeah, okay. And I, I really felt bad for the building maintenance staff and all the people who were going up who, you know, would normally be there cleaning the bathrooms every day mm-hmm. who had not been able to do any of that for a week and a half. I assume the whole building for the most part was was pretty ghosted up until yeah those generators came back in. Right. Although there were some people who, uh, for the most part, the building was empty. For the most part, we were the only people in the building. Yeah. And, uh, but we occasionally saw some other people. I ran into a couple people, you know, trudging up the stairs as I was going home. And, uh, there was this one guy who was, I think a lawyer up on 14 and he had, he was walking up with a, he had a, you know, a suit on and then one of those big, uh, 
overcoats and he had a briefcase in one hand and like a big satchel in the other hand. Mm. And he, and he was probably, I don't know, about 60 or so. And he'd been to a few steakhouses and, uh, you know, a lot of meat and potatoes and brewskis or, you know, whatever. And he was like, <gasps> you know, this sort of thing. I said, well, I mean, how far are you going? He said, I'm going up to 14. Oh, geez. And I was like, uh, good luck with that. And, uh, so, you know, as far as I know, he's fine, but we did have one of our, one of our employees fell down the uh, stairs one day, Oh gosh, nothing real serious, you know, a sprained ankle or knee, something like that. But I mean, you know, you fall down those stairs. I mean, you're, I mean, it could kill you, Sure. you know, depending upon, you know, where your head lands. Mm. And, uh, so it's not been a real pleasant. Well, in our closing, our closing minutes here, I want to just say this. You said something a minute ago and I don't want to just blaze past it and that is 2021 does not necessarily look to be all roses and and here's here's the thing everybody's just like man i can't wait to get out of this year oh we right, just gotta yeah. get out of this year yeah i i want to go on record as saying 2021 is going to be worse yeah wow as aren't we, you a debbie downer no i'm a ricky realist <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just saying, you know, I'm kind of on board with you on that mm. because I, I, I really don't see, I don't really see a lot of things changing. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think, you know, the way it looks at the moment, COVID's going to be with us. Yeah. Although I'm, I'm beginning to think that maybe, because you you can see in some of the trends that the disease does not appear to be as deadly as it was early on. Mm-hmm. Hospitalizations seem to be down, and and a lot of people who end up getting it uh, do not get seriously ill. Yeah, a lot of people. Now, obviously, some, some do sure certainly do, and people continue to die. So, I, and I don't mean to make light of that. But I'm just thinking we're probably not going to be able, you know, if Joe Biden becomes president, Joe Biden does not have a magic wand Mm -hmm. unless he's been pulling the wool over everybody's eyes. And, you know, that, I mean, it's not magically going to end. Right. And uh, so that's concerning. And then we'll, we'll see what, we'll, we'll see what happens after that but i think like you were saying i think we're still going to have i mean we've shown that this country is very much divided mm-hmm. uh, on a, in a lot of different areas and and so i think those conflicts those issues are going to continue yeah. and if trump wins re-election i think they definitely will continue but i also don't see it magically stopping when when joe biden is president right. Well, that's what they talk about, you know, in the in the uh, debates. I remember the question: What you know came up? What are you going to do to uh, to help you unite this country again? Uh, either to both candidates, and I'm like, yeah, it's not happening. Well, you know? and, and you know, with some of those some of those questions, you never did get a straight answer from either one, right? No, you know, you would get a kind of a dosey do dance around the issue, or they'd bring up something else. But I really didn't hear any real solid answer on some of those. There questions. is no answer. Be- Sorry, that's probably <laughs> why you didn't hear. Right. Hey, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do this because you know there is no real well, good. And and that's answer. my fundamental problem with all of this is that you know it's right now they're trying to get elected, so they blame the other guy. Like the other oh, guy. Of course not they do- blame you. Bet. But, but the bottom line is, is that the country is divided, not because of who the president is. As I've said this a million times over, the president is a reflection of the nation. It's not what drives the nation. He's not the guy who is setting the tone at like what so many people want to say. No, they're a reflection of the population and the population, especially when you speak in terms of candidates, and I, are you? Do you think for one second, if Joe Biden's president, he's going to reach out to the other side and be like, "Hey, now, you, you what he's going to do is say, hey, you guys better get on board with all my policies.'" That's you what know he's what? Say. If I if, well, based on what has what the Democrats have done over the last four years, if he reaches out and I'm one of those Republicans, I slap that hand away. <laughs> yeah, 
get completely out of here with that. And if, if because you know, that's one thing Republicans have a history of, you know, let's just get along. Right. You know, come on. We don't want to create all this. Let's just get along. And Democrats have more of a history of screw you. We're going to do whatever it takes. Right. And so I think it's time now for the Republicans maybe to do that same sort of thing. All right. Uh, well, that will, uh, we are out of time on uh, this edition of Scatter Shooting and Facebook Live. That's true. And uh, we will jump back into the pond next week. Be sure and join us then <laughs> for another edition of Scatter Shooting. I'm Randy Renner. And I am Jeremy Griffin. Join us next time for Scatter Shooting, where we talk about anything and everything. So be with us then. <laughs>